Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. Um, the topic we are going to talk about is a very intriguing one. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's the right word. It's a very intriguing one. You are going to enjoy this message. But this message is also going to change you. Hallelujah. Amen. For those of you uh, who are not uh, where I am talking about, you are going to be blessed that you get to hear these words before you come where these words are. And for those of you who are where I am speaking from, you are going to be so blessed that you actually finally get to hear these words. Hallelujah. Amen. Either way, you are going to be blessed. Uh, there are people who will be hearing. By the way, I, I, I believe this is one of the messages from this house that is going to become very viral. Because it touches real, real issues in life. You are about to be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, here is my topic for today. Today, we are going to be talking about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. It's a topic Uganda needs to hear. Uh, it's really a topic our world today wants to needs to hear. It's a topic you need to hear. For the young ones, the unmarried, it is even more important that you hear this message before you get married. I'm going to ask whoever is working on this one to help it help me. Let it face me, because I think it is good. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. By the way, we need you to buy some, to buy funds for the church. Seriously. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> this is a topic that the young ones are... Oh, Yes. If you are not yet married, you need this message very much. Because it is going to help you. If you are already married, married thank God that you get to hear this message. And if you are divorced, this message is going to be very, very helpful to you. If you are divorced and you are considering remarriage, this message is even going to be more helpful to you. So everyone here, uh, you should thank God you came to church today. That the Lord led you to the city church. You are very one. You are very. Uh, you are very blessed. Now, whenever we talk about issues of marriage, we must. We are. We are going to fight against many other forces. Because there is a lot of opinions and a lot of. Uh, uh, words about marriage that are out there. That's why I wanted to start with a, a scripture in 
Colossians chapter 8. Colossians chapter 8 says these words. And I'm going to ask all of us to read together. One, two, three. Let's go. Even you in Chirinyampelere, Yiganga, all of us, it's on the screen. Let us read it together. Two, three, go. Uh-huh. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. The way we get cheated in our walk with Jesus is when we are given all other opinions but they are not according to Christ. And today specifically talking about marriage, when you speak about marriage, there is a lot of opinions out there. But for us, all opinions must be weighed by is it according to Christ? And the reason people are running into trouble and problems is because they will argue their point philosophically. They will argue their point according to culture and tradition. They will argue their point according to uh, basic principles how the world now works. But they will forget to argue their points according to Christ. Because when you put all other points against Christ, you realize that all these other points do not hold water unless uh, when it comes to what Christ is saying. Now, uh, when it comes to marriage, oh my goodness. You see, people are now asking, Can, is marriage really restricted to just man and woman? How do you even tell that this one is a woman? How do you even tell that this one is a man? Are we going to be restricted by biological categories or do we also go into psychological understandings of who we are? Oh, yes. We can argue philosophically what makes a man a man? What makes a woman a woman? We are not talking physiologically. We are talking psychologically. We can even argue it economically. Should we begin to talk about it sociologically? I'm telling you, when we go into all the philosophies of, of what it takes to be a man, you become a man at birth or you grow into being a man. And so when, when we come into philosophical thought about marriage, we can justify all manners of marriages. Oh yes. Bestiality can become a valid form of marriage. And, and you know, when, when you think about those things, you realize how stupid they can be until we come to your own area. Because you may think it is Bazungu who think like that. And then we come to you according to tradition. According to tradition. 
Why don't you marry a person from the same clan as you? Hey, I, no, because let's push. Tradition. Culture. Because when I met you there in Kabera Maido, and you were called Nakawesi, Nakawesi, and I am called Mutagubia, Mutagubia. who grew up in Chijawemi Masaka. Tradition tells me you are my sister. So I'm not marrying you because Christ. But I'm not marrying you because of tradition. Now, I am not an advocate for, uh, for incest. I am just saying when you are measuring why you shouldn't do whatever you are not doing in your marriage, are you measuring it according to Christ? Or are you doing it according to the tradition of men? When you are asking for the dowry, When you, are, when you are asking for the dowry and the bride price, are you asking it according to Christ? Or are you asking it according to the tradition of men? Because if you are from northern Uganda, the moment you pay your dowry, that is, that is your wife. Am I right or am I right? Yeah. According to the tradition of the northern Ugandans. In fact, after you pay some of that, they say, no, take. We will, we will, we will see things later. We will, come, we will come when you want. Is that... Uh, and so you are now married. Is it according to Christ or according to tradition? No, when, when I was talking about philosophical and when you were pushing it to the Americans, you were thinking, America. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we are here. How you are running your marriage. How you are choosing to choose your boyfriend and girlfriend. Is it according to Christ? Or according to the basic principles of the world? Basic principle of the world. Someone asks, do you like them? Do you actually love them? Yes, I do. And now, so why aren't you sleeping together? What? Oh, yes. Am I... You, you people, they, you, they are asking you those things there. Have they, haven't you made up your mind about him? Now, why are you sharing two rents? Basic principles of the world. Now, do you see why this someone is going to be long? Hallelujah. We can fast up to three. <laughs> That I am telling you, my friends, we should do things according to Christ. Not just what makes sense to us. Some of the things that make sense to us do not make Christ sense. Okay, let me say it properly. It does not make Christological sense. Are you understanding? And yet sometimes 
times what is Christologically sensible is philosophically foolish. It's like, you did what? No, 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 no. Have, haven't you calculated? Didn't you? What if you get there and she doesn't give birth? What, 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 what so what if, what if, what if we have got, people have got there and things are not working. What if you have Do you understand? That's why I keep telling young people listen to me who are here. Young people in Yiganga listen. Listen to me. That's why I tell you my young people. Please erase this thing called dating out of your mind. It is not of Christ. Dating is demonic. Dating is demonic. Now you see. Do you see? Do you see? Your mind is already saying, Ah, ah, musumba. Musumba. Ah, ah. Now how? Now how? How will I know? Now how? Listen, child of God. There is this thing called the discernment. Given by the Spirit. Oh yes, there is this thing called the voice of God. That can rescue you from so many things. Get a hold of Jesus and be quiet. I'm telling you. Now for some of us We had also gone astray and the Lord helped us. Do you hear me? So basic principles of the world. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Eh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. You people are making my sermon longer than I intended. But I am telling you what is killing a lot of Christians is you want to be of Christ but you don't want to run your life according to Christ. And I am here to call you friends to run our lives according to Christ. One of the things that has caused us trouble in marriage. You tested before you entered marriage. That is what the world told you. That is what your body told you. They told you. The way you prepare, very, in, in fact, you know when you get married, it is going to be painful. So if you want your honeymoon to be really nice, you, you fast this way. And then when you get to the honeymoon, you will just enjoy. enjoy. I hear practice makes perfect. And that is the way of the world. It may even make sense. But is it according to Christ? I know of some boys. If you are in your group and they, you ever, it ever comes out that you've never slept with a girl. They will all look at you and think, like Toriko Waya. And you look like you're insane. I'm telling you. But listen. Shadrach, are you hearing the, the, me? 
let them look at you like that. For those of you who don't know, Shadrach is my boy. Yeah? I, I am telling you, how does Christ look at you? Because for them, they look at you like you have no wires. And Christ is saying, since in the wisdom of this world, by wisdom, the people did not know Christ. He chose the foolish things of this world that he may bring to nothing the wisdom of this world. That is us. If you ever say that you're still a virgin, they even ask you, They will ask you, what are you, uh, what are you taking, what are you selling around? What are you hawking? Am, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I being so, so PG? This is it. This is the gospel. Are you, are you listening to me? And me, because you people, the devil stands to look for you when you are 11, 12 years old. Now you are 33. You are still there, there. You are wondering, Mukama. Lord. And so you are beginning to think as the world begins oh, to think. And I am telling you my friend. I am telling you my daughter. I am telling you my son. You gave your life to Jesus. We do not live according to the world. We do not live according to tradition. We live according to Christ. So when it comes to Christ, tradition, we throw away any tradition that is opposed to Christ. And we only embrace that which aligns with Christ. So we don't throw away all culture. We don't throw away all reason. We don't throw away all principles. We only hold those that are according to Christ. I'm preaching good. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when it comes to marriage, divorce, and remarriage, what is it according to Christ? So we must go to the words of Christ. There are four areas in the Bible where we find Jesus talking about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. Four areas. And I want us to explore those. The first one I want to, to look at is the one in Mark chapter 10. We'll start at it at verses uh, 2. We'll start at it at verses 2. The Bible says, uh, The Pharisees came and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? They were testing him. And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? They said Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and dismiss her. They were lying. Let me show you the scripture they are referring to. You will also see that they were lying. They told Jesus that Moses said he would give uh, he would give them write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. And they used to do it. But they used to do it all the way pre-Moses. If anyone got tired of their wife, they write them, they write them a letter. 
comes and throws it at your door and says kusanga una again i don't find you here and they'll go throws at your door and throws at your father's door and says oh you twala a certificate of divorce I've divorced her they used to do that and then Moses wanted to put sense on what they already doing so that they don't defile the land so in Deuteronomy chapter 24 Moses says these words. He says when a man takes a wife and marries her. And it happens that she finds no favor in his eyes. Because he has found some uncleanness in her. And he writes a certificate of divorce. Puts it in her hand. And sends her out of his house. When she has departed from his house. Now first of all do you notice that he's not committed commanding them to do this. He is he is narrating what happens. Something that is already taking place. It's like when a man takes a wife marries her and it happens she finds no favor in his eyes. Because he has found some uncleanness and he writes a certificate of divorce for her and puts it in her hands and sends her out of his house when she has departed from his house and goes and becomes another man's wife if the letter if the latter husband detests her and writes her a certificate of divorce puts it in her hands and sends her out of his house if the latter husband dies who took his wife as his wife and the husband who divorced her must, must not take her back to be his wife after she has been divorced so here is a scenario a guy marries awasa and then gets tired find something he doesn't like in the woman she loses favor so he decides you woman i don't like you anymore writes a certificate go away Now when she goes somehow she finds another man who finds her attractive. And that man says, "Oh darling, you look nice, I will marry you." And that man also marries her. But this woman has a spirit of rejection. We need to chase Kaula off of her. She has things that follow her from her clan. Devil get out of here. Because that because even the second husband detests her. Uh, oh, and says you go away. Oh, he dies. Now, the former husband realizes. Ah, my wife was actually good. And now the one she had married before has died. And then he comes back and says, darling, I think we can make this thing work. Now Moses is saying, when such a scenario happens, you who first chased her, don't marry her again why because she has been defiled what defiles her she slept with someone else And so even by Jewish standard Remarriage defiled a woman. And so Moses is saying don't do it. For it is an abomination before the Lord. And uh, and you see uh, you uh, and you shall not bring sin 
on the land which the Lord is giving to you as an inheritance. So you see, when we go back to Mark and Matthew, where Jesus is confronted by the Pharisees, and they tell him that Moses permitted them. And they are referring to this. Jesus is saying to them, uh, Jesus answered to them and said, it is because of the hardness of your heart that he wrote this precept. I'm telling you, friends, we, <laughs> the hardness of the heart. You and I should be very careful about the hardness of our hearts. Hello, are you still here with me or you are back home? I have said all of us should be very careful about the hardness of our hearts. When it comes to God's things, we want God God to do what we want him to do for us. But when it comes to us doing what he requires of us, that's when you and I realize the heart is hardened. We are so hard-hardened that it is takes a special grace for God to permeate through us. That's why you see when we are starting today, I, I thought, let's first pray. Because you can hear these words and they just make you annoyed. And you just even walk away from church. And you said, that man told me things. Ah, ah, ah. But when in reality, I am merely reading to you what the scriptures are saying. But Jesus is telling the Pharisees Moses made a provision where the land should not be defiled. Because of the hardness of your heart, you could not take in what God was telling you to do. Because it was from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two. They are one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together let no man separate. In other words, when it comes to marriage, you must understand what happens. When you enter into a marriage with someone, the two of you cease to be two people. You become one, joined together. Joined together by an invisible reality called God. And so what God has joined together there is no man that can separate. And by the way, this is why I tell you my people. Your marriage should be joined at the altar. Not in the courts of law. Because what God joins, no man can separate. But what a court joins, that one it can separate. When you get married here, for Uganda to recognize your marriage, we sign for you a, a government deed. Uganda, 
Uganda. You can tear that thing. Ministry of Justice. You can even take it back to them and give it to them. And they write you another one that says we have cancelled the one we had written. But when it comes to what has happened, the invisible spiritual aspect of your marriage. What God has joined together. No man. No man. No man. No man. No man. Can separate. That's the reason when you are entering marriage, you enter with two eyes. Not bodily excitement. No. No. Because once you come to the altar, Amazing force that joins the two of you can only be savored by death. So Jesus is teaching the Pharisees and is telling them if God has joined something together. <laughs> No man can separate it. So when they got into the house, his disciples asked him about the same matter. And he replied to them, you know, whenever Jesus was speaking to his disciples, he was very candid. Whatever he told the, the others in parables, he would tell them straight. So let us all read verses 11 together. Can we all see it? It says, so he said to them, uh-huh, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits Now, Do you want me to explain that? There is no other explanation better than that. If a man divorces his wife and marries another, he has committed adultery against her. I didn't write these things. I found them when I was born. Hello? And he says, and if a woman, in case you think it is only on the man's side, and if a woman divorces her husband, and marries another, she commits adultery. I understand some of us were born out of uh, adulterous affairs. But it's not our problem. It is the problem of the adulterers. For us, we are here. So don't feel bad. Even David was born like that. But he ended up being the line where Jesus was born. So God is going to do great things with us. We are already here. He has a plan for us. Glory be to his name. However, we must take Christ's words as serious. Now, this same scripture is recorded by Matthew. And Matthew 
adds a certain twist to this last verse. All these above details are the same. But when it comes to verses 9, he says, And I say to you, Jesus, can we read it together? Can we see it? Let's read it together. Uh And I say to you, uh whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced, commits Now, uh, first of all, look, if you marry someone who is divorced, so do you see three kinds of people who are adulterers here? Yeah? Number one, Asoka, a man who has sent away his wife to marry another. That one is adulterous. Number two, a woman who has been sent away and then she marries another. That one is adulterous. Number three, the, hey, the man who marries uh, a woman who is sent away is adulterous. And a woman who marries a man who is being divorced, they are adulterous. Hello. I don't hear any men from this congregation, but I can hear it from angels in heaven. So I understand. Listen, these things affect me also. Praise the Lord. Not very much because I love my wife so much. But I realize the impact. Now, some people have used this text to say, you know how it says, uh, and I said to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another, so some people have used this clause to say, ah, Welcome to the City Journal with me, Dennis Onen, one of the pastors of the City Church, all the way from the City Church in Perry. I bring you updates of what is happening here and around the City Church. To begin with, we have the mega overnight that is happening on the 29th of this very month, September. So invite your friend to tell another person that this overnight is for you. Come, let us enjoy the presence of the Lord together. And then right after that on the 30th, we have also what we call compel them to come. This is a time when we go out and invite our neighbors, our friends, the people that we've been seeing all the time to come to church, to come to our MCs, to come and become part of what God is doing at the city church. So don't miss because if you cannot evangelize, you can invite somebody. Then we're also going in right straight into the month of October where we are having on the 2nd to the 6th, our prayer and fasting beginning. That whole week is going to be amazing. We will be in the presence of the Lord, praying together, 
eating together the word of God because a family that prays together stays together. So get yourself ready for that moment because in your MCs, you will be meeting and praying together. And then in the evening hours, we will be meeting all together right here at the City Church, Luzira. We have something new that is coming to the house, a new Summon series. Who doesn't want to be there when a new Summon series is being launched? <laughs> Christ in me, the hope of glory. Get yourselves ready because when it's launching, you don't want to miss that particular time. Are you ready for this? Something great is about to happen under this roof. The International Gospel Conference Season 2 is here once again. Do you remember the first one? This time, it's even bigger. So get ready for international speakers and those from Uganda as well. God is making something new in our country. Do you know what the gospel does to your life? Have you ever known that your life can be influenced just by mere understanding the gospel? Come on the 6th and 7th of October, right here at the City Church, with amazing worship, amazing praise, amazing speakers from around the world, we are not going to remain the same. Ladies in the house, I know this is for you. Are you ready to get it? <laughs> the Princess Night is back. All the glamour. This time, get ready for amazing things that are going to be happening on the 4th of November. You don't want to miss it. If you want more information about the Princess Night, how to register, where to register, please see Pastor Faith right after this. The hope for Iganga Crusade is back again. Do you remember the time when we prayed, when demons were fleeing and men and women were being set free, witch doctors giving their lives to Christ? Now this time, get ready because you have to be the soldier that Jesus is sending to the foreground on the 5th to 12th of November. All roads lead to Iganga for the mega, mega hope for Iganga Crusade. So we want to invite every one of you out there and want to say if you want to be a volunteer in any way, come and register right after the service and throughout the time as we go because we want many volunteers who will be helping to coordinate different things during this crusade. I want to be there and you too must be there. Have you ever dreamt of becoming a leader in whichever space and area of influence? Is it in church? Is it in politics? Is it in business? Now, the City Leadership Institute is the best place for you to realize that dream. We want to invite you for our next cohort that begins in January 2024. So, registration is ongoing right now. And for more information, you can reach out to the office of the administrator of the church and also the office of the principal. Then you will be given more information on how to apply and how to register. I want you to become the next leader. Just register. Don't miss it. And of course, to all my young people out there, I'm excited to bring you the good news that we have what we call the Youth Connect High School Edition. <laughs> this is going to be an amazing time for you to just get back to the days when you were in high school and just put on those uniforms and then put on all the styles. <laughs> on the 1st of October, don't miss because it's going to be here. And now for our weekly updates, for you to know more about what is happening at the City Church. Every Wednesday, we have prayer and fasting. In our zones, in our MCs, we pray together, we fast together because we stay together as a family. And then on Thursdays, we have the round table, the MC round table at 5.30, all the way to 7 p.m. So you cannot afford to miss because that's where we dissect the word. The pastors answer the questions that you have. And then, of course, on Saturdays, it's an amazing time for the children to come here at church and have an amazing, wonderful playtime together as they learn the Bible and they are being directed and instructed by their teachers. And then on Sunday, Celebration Sundays, these are great moments for us to dive into the Word and hear what the Lord has put for us on the hearts of every man and woman of God who is serving us on that Sunday. So what are you still waiting for? Become a part of the City Church through our MCs. And then for more information, you can find out more about us on our social media. I have been your host, Dennis Onen, and I'm excited that you are blessed. God bless.
Praise the Lord. Amen. I seriously don't know how Pastor Martha does it. <laughs> I don't know how Robert does it. Special grace. Special grace. One time I was away from my family for 12 weeks. My head started rolling like this. Then <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the someone. Anyway. Praise the Lord. So I am saying that marriage can be one of the most beautiful things that happened. But because of that, it could also be one of the most painful things that can happen to you. So that's why people keep asking me, why do I make marriage things hard here Because for me, you don't just come and tell me I'm getting married and I say, oh yeah, praise the Lord. Let's do it. No, there are certain hard questions to answer. There are certain hard processes we go through. Oh yes. You bring a command man, I have to look at him and say, me, I've trained my daughter well. You are just coming in Paris. No, 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 no. We have to first examine things. We have to make sure you are not going to run away tomorrow. Because when you run away, now you are leaving me with my daughter. I'm not going to be able to do anything else with her. No, 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 no. no. I rather have a broken engagement. And then we know we at least have another chance. Then have a marriage and it is in shambles. Praise the Lord. And yet, we are also committed. We are also committed to make any marriage work to work with anyone that is willing and saying we will make it work. Because marriage is a representation of Christ and his church. Now, in two other scriptures where Jesus talks about marriage, Luke chapter 16, verses 18, he says, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced from her husband commits adultery. Now that's very plain. That's the third time Jesus is saying that same thing. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 to 32, it's actually the first time we see Jesus talking about marriage and divorce. He says, furthermore, it has been said, Whoever divorces his wife, let him give him a certificate of divorce. In our context, Uganda, whoever divorces his wife, go to court and make everything okay. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Now, unless you bring in so much philosophical and, uh, and, and traditional and, uh, and, and principalic thinking, how else do you go around this? The clear teaching of Jesus is marriage is between one man and one woman. Are you still paying attention? And that marriage is a 
permanent bound uh, only uh, severed by death nti obubabugatidwa mirembe na mirembe okufa kwe kwaula and divorce he hates it akuchiawa it could happen but if it happens it does not justify remarriage because your marriage still remains a marriage when i go to mbale i leave my wife in in luzira it doesn't stop my marriage. Okay? We are not in the same house. But we are still married. Now, when you get irreconcilable differences with your partner. According to Christ, you can separate. It does not remove the marriage. And whoever marries one who anyone who has left commits adultery. So Paul summarizes it this way in, in chapter 7 of First Corinthians. Verses 10 he says, Now to the married. I command, yet not I, but the Lord. So he is referring to Christ. And Christ is teaching. And he says, a wife is not to depart from her husband. That's Apostle Paul. A wife is not to depart from her husband. I mean, for example, if a man is abusing you, please don't sit in domestic violence. And, and abuse is not just Cuba. Some people can speak words. And you spend six days crying. I'm telling you, he did not slap you but he does something he does not say anything they do something and they make you feel very small and young and they will ask you if you have anywhere to go back to Seriously, you look like you are in a you are prisoner. Please don't tolerate abuse. Don't tolerate don't tolerate abuse. Whether it is from the man or it's from the woman. Hello. Come back home and you sit. I'm telling you, I know of I, I know of a, a friend of mine, a guy. He's a pastor, but the wife beats him. Because you thought I was just talking about ladies. In the world, they make magnificent weddings. They make big weddings. And then you find them. Every one of them crying and talking about marriage. They don't have the thing that makes marriage work. It takes a certain maturity. I have a lot of my young people. The, the first marriage they saw that was a nice marriage was Faith and I's marriage. In the world, it takes 
is mature enough to live a married life. Oh yes, you can be mature to, to, to have sex and do all that. But things. to live a married life. It takes the mature. It requires a certain aptitude, magazi. Um, a certain aptitude. It's not just wisdom. There is a brain stamina you must have. Aptitude. And grace. I'm telling you, sometimes it's just grace. So, whoever doesn't pray for their marriage, I don't know. There are things I also look at. How am I able to tolerate this? How is she even able to stand this? And, and then I see some people whose marriages fell apart because of the same thing. How did I just and you realize it was the grace of God no tactic like at that time it was not my wisdom it was not a tactic it was not a book I read God just had mercy on me pure grace it, and I'm telling you this is the reason you pray for your marriage it's the reason you pray for your partner and he says some from birth marriage isn't for everyone some are from birth seemingly they never give marriage a thought others never get asked or accepted they want to get married. No one has ever asked her. Oh, when they asked her, she was 14, 15, 16. At 21, they stopped. Now she's 28. She's even praying. God, later, bring someone. Let me tell you, don't, don't laugh because I am saying this, I am saying this, but it is real. There is someone here, they are really, really ready, they are saying, Mukama, standard. They have a certain standard. They will not just go with anyone who will come. So some are never really asked by the right person. And then we have some guys here who want to get married. But they've told five girls and all of them have like they, and they don't react to you badly. They just say, They just say, I'll keep this in prayer. It is money like he also realizes uh -huh. Uh -huh. that I have not been accepted. Hello? Hello? Hey. Hey, you're going to Anyway, I'm busy. Call tomorrow. But I'm praying. Praise the Lord. Others never get asked. Others are not accepted. And some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. I wish we have more of those. But if you are capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, if you are able to grow into the largeness of marriage, you know, the, 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 there 
is a place of growing. 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 Growing into the largeness of marriage. That what I was last year is not what I am now. And there is room for me to grow into the largeness of marriage. It may be large, but there is a place where I can grow into it and become better and become better. I pray for you. I pray for you that God will grant you the grace and grant you the aptitude to grow into the largeness, into the beauty of marriage. Largeness where you can be faithful. Largeness where you can forgive. Largeness where you can stand. Largeness where you can be patient. Largeness and grow into the largeness of marriage. Let's give glory to God. This audio sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776-579-679.